Good day, my name is Taryn Liesk. I'm a Senior Skills Development Facilitator at CESA Durban. Good day, I'm Damien Dorval, Skills Development Facilitator at CESA Durban. Okay, so today's topic, we will be discussing how to properly set up your Employment Equity Committee in order to be compliant with the Department of Labor. As Damien, we are aware that there are inspectors conducting audits at our companies, so they need to be aware of what to do in this instance. Can you kindly take us through the process and the steps to follow, as well as the criteria for the structure of the committee members themselves? Sure, Taryn. Well, these committees need to be set up by a process of nomination and election. They need to represent all occupational levels within the organization, namely top management, senior management, mid-management, skilled, semi-skilled, and unskilled workers. And should the company employ people who are represented by a trade union, these shop steward and employee rep needs to be on the committee irrelevant of the occupational level that they're in. Now tell me, is there a minimum or maximum number of employees that need to be represented on this committee? Yes, Aaron, there needs to be at least a minimum of four to five people on the committee. Should the company's numbers exceed 50, then 10% of your workforce needs to be represented, i.e. if there are 60 people on your workforce, then six mm-hmm. people need to be represented on the committee. Okay, great. So now we have our committee set up. What are the roles and responsibilities of the committee members? How will they know what to do going forward? Well, Taryn, the roles and responsibilities are that they provide a direct line of communication to and from the workforce. They take all of the points that have been discussed in these meetings to the workforce and bring back feedback to the committee. Okay, that sounds like a big responsibility. And tell me, how will they know what to discuss in these meetings? And is there also a criteria in terms of the minimum or maximum number of meetings that need to take place throughout the year? Yes, Taryn, your CCSDF will provide you with a group of discussion points which need to be touched on in these meetings. And the minimum amount is at least every three months or quarterly. Um, You can have these meetings every month, but we advise against this as there isn't enough time for feedback to take place between the committee and the workforce. Damien, now we are aware that companies are not fully operational or certain companies are not fully operational during this time of COVID. Can these meetings then take place remotely and will that be accepted by the Department of Labor inspectors? Yes, Taryn, they can take place remotely. As long as these meetings are signed off electronically by each committee member, it will be accepted by the Department of Labor. Okay, great. That is very good to know. And lastly, Damien, we know that inspectors are always going to require proof of these meetings. So how does a company properly document or record this information and where do they need to keep it for these inspectors? Taryn, your CCSDF will provide you with a mock-up of what a minute of a meeting should look like and an agenda. And these meetings need to be signed off by each committee member, which is very important. And then thereafter, they need to be stored in your EE file and put up on your EE notice board for the auditors to view when they come in for their audits. Okay, thank you, Damien. It definitely sounds like a company can benefit from having a CISA-SDF in their corner as they will then know that they are compliant for Department of Labor purposes. Should a company require any further information, please feel free to contact CISA. Thank you. Thank you.